T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The elections are less than two months away. Early voting is in a matter of weeks, and people are still deciding how they'll be voting in this time of COVID-19. The bottom line, the choice is yours. And this week, we speak with a local official who can answer all the right questions. Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. My guest this weekend is Cook County Clerk Karen Yarbrough. Hers is the office that maintains vital records like birth, marriage, and death certificates. She records the work of the county board, and she handles ethics records, and she oversees the elections in suburban Cook County. She is the first African-American woman to hold this office, but she actually made three firsts in one when she took office in 2018. She was also the first African-American and the first woman to become Cook County clerk. Now, that's a lot, but Karen Yarbrough has other roles. She is the Democratic committee woman for the Proviso Township, and she is the vice chair of the state Democratic Party. Karen Yarbrough, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Craig. Well, we have a lot to talk about in this half hour. Uh, the 2020 elections seem to have so many forces swirling around them that it's hard to know where to start. But in any other year, we might be anticipating a higher than normal turnout, I would think, uh, just because of all the sharp-edged rhetoric. But COVID-19 has knocked everything sideways. So let's start with that. How much extra preparation is going into this election season? Well, I can tell you that um, the March election is preparing us for the November election. The March election, we thought we were somewhat prepared, but probably 48 hours before the election, we started getting calls from people that decided they were not gonna be judges. We got calls from polling places that were not gonna be polling places. And so we had to scramble and uh, figure all of that out. All of the PPE that we ordered, we ordered over $30,000 worth of PPE, and that's gloves and, and um, bacterial wipes and, and masks and what have you. We find, we find out at the last minute that we weren't going to get those things because they were going to be sent off to, uh, you know, uh, police and fire and first responders and the hospitals. So we understood that, but, you know, we had an election to, to run. So um, I, I went about to um, most of the early voting sites, in fact, all of the early voting sites, just to see how things were going on election day. And I tell you, I saw the human spirit in, in um, 
full play because even though we didn't have everything we thought we would have, um, our judges stepped up to the plate and they brought all of these things to the polling places themselves so that they could be safe. So I really appreciate um, you know, what they did in, in the spring. So let's fast forward to the last several months. Um, we have been preparing for the November election. And we've been doing that by one, we've got plenty of PPE. It's already in our warehouses and uh, we're ready to dispense it and, and get it to where it needs to go to. The, as far as polling places are concerned, I think probably you know that um, this is going to be election day in Illinois is going to be a holiday and not, you know, for this year only, but the schools will be closed. That means that we're going to have access to more judges, younger judges, um, kids who are juniors or seniors. And right now, it's my understanding, we have over um, 6,000 people who have made themselves available to be our judges for election day. Now we need 8,000. So, you know, anybody who's listening to this, um, please call our office or go to our website and uh, be a judge for, for that day. And especially the young people who are at least juniors or seniors, we're really hoping that they would help us out. They will learn a lot and they will learn what it'll be like when they vote themselves when they turn 18. So I hope I answered that question. There's, uh, again, there's a lot of moving parts. We're still in the throes of, of making sure uh, we have brand new equipment that we tested um, last year and we had it this year. It worked really, really well. Um, the voters enjoyed uh, using this, these machines and we're, I would like to say that we're ready. Well, you know, there are some jurisdictions that are, are in some ways playing down the, uh, the in-person voting, but I, I would imagine that it has to be ready for everybody because you don't really know what people are going to do. We do not. All I know is as of, I believe, yesterday, um, we have several hundred thousand um, vote-by-mail um, applications. And of course, we'll be sending ballots out on the 24th of this month. So that may be an indication of what people might be doing. We're suggesting to people to at least uh, apply for your application, just in case. You'll have the application, you can do your research and figure out what candidate you want to vote for. But if perchance that you don't get that back in the mail, and that's another subject, to get that back in the mail, um, you can use the drop boxes that we're going to have available for people on uh, starting with um, early voting. Every single early voting site is going to have a drop box inside, and I'm <laughs> focusing on inside because somebody suggested, oh my God, they're going to have them out, uh, you know, on the streets and somebody can just take the boxes off somewhere. I mean, Conspiracy theory is really getting a good workout. <laughs> yes, it, it has been. And, and we want to talk about that a, a little bit more. But I want to first talk about uh, how many uh, early voting sites are there going to be for Cook County? We have 50 
early voting sites. And we've also um, just recently were able to identify uh, Union Station as going to be one of our early voting sites. And that's really important to us. And we're real thrilled to have it because a lot of our voters commute and they come into Chicago through Union Station. So they'll be able to, during the early voting um, time, they'll be able to vote. They'll be able to, if they have their, if they've gotten their ballot and they just want to put it in the, in the ballot box, they'll be able to do it there. So that's what we have currently now. It's my understanding things are changing every day because the more people that we talk to, and I'm doing these um, workshops all over uh, Cook County to talk to the people who put on the elections. So that's the committeemen and um, some of the um, other folks who, anybody who calls me that wants me to have a conversation with them about what we're doing in Cook County to make sure we have a, a safe uh, election and they can exercise their right to vote. For people who do want to vote in person and for people who are involved in the in-person voting, uh, what are the things that are going to be going on at the polling places that will keep the uh, voters safe and will keep your election judges and other personnel safe? Certainly. Uh, certainly we're going to be uh, social distancing. We've identified the polling places we plan to use and we're going to socially distance the voting booths so that people are not so close to each other. There's also going to be plexiglass between um, each one of those voting booths. We're going to provide gloves and wipes and masks and shields to uh, all of our judges and anybody that's coming in to vote. So we're gonna be much better prepared than we were in the spring. Now, for the, for the mail-in ballots, because that's where a lot of the attention is going right sure. now, are you gonna be able to handle the extra volume of mail-in ballots when they all are starting to flow in? In other words, in the counting, in the, in the organizing. Yes, we will be able to do that. Um, again, we are, in, in my view, um, we've spent so much time over the past several months trying to make sure we get this right, expect, expecting a deluge of uh, mail ballot applications, um, counting those things. Now, we won't be able to report, but to me, the most important thing, I know most people, they want to see the results on election night. We may not have the results on election night, especially if we get a deluge of, of, of you know, um, ballots in on election day. I mean, you can't count them and uh, report them at the same time. But for wh whatever we have, I think the most important thing is to make sure every single vote is counted. Every single ballot is counted. That's my focus for our election. Now, I've, I've, we've talked to a few of the other uh, county clerks around. I know Will County got more counting machines. The mail-in ballots are counted by machine, am I correct? Yes, yes. Um, has Cook County gotten increased the number of machines? We have everything we need to deal with, uh, again, an excessive amount of ballots. We, we have prepared, uh, in my view, for such a time as this. And every single day that something new comes up that you know, we haven't considered, 
we're adding it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's real important to me that, you know, especially during this particular election, and I, I've said this so often, this is such an important election. This is the most important election of our lives. Well, this is it. This is the most important election of our lives, and we want to get it right. Craig, I don't know if you know, or maybe you do, um, when, when I ran for this office, the very first thing I had to do was put on two elections. And I had just come from the recorder of deeds office. And, and while I know a little bit about elections, I knew a little bit about elections at that time, I know a lot more about elections today. And the challenge that we're dealing with today, the misinformation campaign that's going on is particularly troubling um, to me. I am also on uh, social media and I see some of what's being said. And I'm just asking um, people to look to the clerk's office as your trusted source for information. Now your uncle is probably going to tell you he saw on Facebook that they canceled the election. Well, they need to come to my page and look and see. And if you've, um, if people would apply for their ballot and give us their email address, we'll be able to communicate back and forth with them. We'll send the ballot out to them, let it, let them know it's coming. We'll also tell them when we've gotten it. And that way, if the polling place changes or anything changes, we'll be able to communicate one-on-one -on -one with our voters. And, you know, this is a point that I've tried to stress in our reporting, too, and that is that, you know, when people see all the national stories, elections are local. I mean, yes. the, the officials who are handling them are the officials right in our area. It's not some overarching national uh, machinery. That's, that's exactly right. And I'm glad I was going to make that point in this, in this interview, um, because I've heard from people who said, um, there, what if the uh, president sends in uh, these, um, these stormtroopers and, uh, and has them at the polling places? We run, the elections are run by the states and the locals. We run the elections and nothing that he can do or Congress can do in terms of what we do with our elections. And we are going to have a safe election, an election that also um, delivers the results that people will be looking for. Now, this is as good a point as any to address the ballot security issue. You've, you've mentioned part of it about the fact that you're not putting uh, the drop boxes outside, for example. And I don't know any uh, jurisdiction that is putting them outside. Uh, I've, I've heard all of them. Have key, and some, some of them have cameras on them, even when they're inside. But, uh, you know, President Trump has warned that there's going to be massive fraud if there's widespread mail-in balloting. Um, now we should point out that there's no evidence that such extensive fraud has ever occurred before. But what are the safeguards that prevent it? Well, well, one thing I can say, um, you know, first of all, it's, it's incredibly difficult to do what he's suggesting in the first place. And plus, who wants to go to federal prison for, for doing something uh, such as this? Um, I don't think anybody does. We have a sophisticated computer process. Um, we have a group of sworn judges who will check every single signature. I mean, and if we get um, let's say um, 
in a, in a particular precinct that we know that there are 200 people that are registered to vote there and we end up with 400 ballots back, you better know what we're going to do about that. We're going to pull every one of those um, ballots and we're going to make sure that they are correct. They can't be correct if we get 400 and there's only 200 people there. So um, th there's nothing nothing new in terms of how and what we're going to do on election day except one thing we're going to be more vigilant we're going to use everything that we have at our fingertips to make sure that this election comes off without a hitch you're listening to news radio 780s at issue i'm political editor craig delamore we're talking about the elections and more via zoom conferencing with karen yarbrough the cook county clerk um and how, first, of all, you mentioned that it may take longer to count those ballots on sure. election uh, night. But can you give us a little bit of, more of a picture of how the ballots are counted, especially the ones that come in uh, via mail? I mean, are they put in the machines, the ones that come in earlier, are they put in the machines earlier? Are they yes, not counting yes, in until election day? They'll go through the machines earlier. I mean, it would be crazy not to take advantage of, of counting them, you know, um, you know, if we get them early. But what, what I wanted to make sure that you understood is we cannot tell you, you know, any results. We cannot, you know, uh, close the process up and actually until 70 days afterwards where, um, you know, anybody who, as, as long as it's postmarked by November 3rd and it gets into our office and we see that postmark, we're going to count those ballots. So I think that people would rather us have a, um, a complete count or a count that is true versus giving you dribbling in little bits of things. But we're prepared. Can I can I say that again? We are prepared. And I want to I want to share something with you. Sure. This this just came up. Uh, this just came up yesterday. So the the president said that you know there's no way that he's going to um, not win this election unless there's massive fraud. Uh, and 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 if it is, then he's not going to leave office. Well, our answer to that is you can just imagine if you don't pay your rent um, and you get a five day notice and then you go to court and they're what are they going to do? They're going to toss you out. <laughs> and so there's already a protocol and process in place to get rid of this guy if he decides he doesn't want to leave. I, I was listening to Nancy Pelosi just the other day, and she made it very, very clear that if he loses the election, he will leave. Maybe not by his own accord, but he'll be out of there. Well, and and let's face it, President Trump uh, questioned the validity of the election that he the election that he won. Uh, so he he questioned, questioned that count. That. So. Uh, but now this, of course, brings up another another issue, and actually, it's an, another uh, group of things that we can talk about. You are a top official of the Illinois Democratic Party. I am. And uh, so, what do you say to people who, again, with the kinds of worries and and conspiracy theories that people have, who would say, "Wait, you're in a perfect position to steal an election if you wanted to." What's stopping you? What's stopping me? My integrity and trust. I've been in office for, um, oh, 18 years now. I served initially, uh, first of all, I was in business for myself, 
for 30 years. Uh, after that, I decided I wanted to run for state representative. So I ran for that office and I was successful and I got some, you know, some good things done for the people of the state of Illinois. Those of you who enjoy at a restaurant, maybe not so much today, um, without having smoke in your hair or in your clothes can thank me every time you go in a restaurant and you don't have to contend with the smoke in the restaurant because I carry the bill to um, uh, regulate smoking in public places. And on the social justice side, um, those folks who are interested in um, capital punishment, um, I also carry the bill to abolish the death penalty in Illinois. And it takes a lot of work, of course, to, to do those kinds of things. But that's who I am. I love community. I love getting things done. And one of my friends and former um, Carol Mosley Braun, who is former, she's got a, a, a history that's out of this world. I asked her some years ago, uh, because I, I just I watched her career and I saw how things were going for her. You know, she was very powerful when she was in the General Assembly. Of course, she went to the uh, United States Senate and she told me they didn't want to admit her because they told her that she didn't belong there. And so when I had an opportunity to talk to Carol, I asked her why, and this was before I was in office, I said, why do you do it? Just why, why are you bothered? You're an attorney. You could get a job anywhere, make tons of money. She said, well, Karen, I'll tell you, you're either at the table or you're on the menu. And she said, as an African-American woman and living in these times, we need to be at the table. And, you know, it would be easy for me to you know, after 30 years in business, you know, retire and I don't know what, what you do after you retire. You know, most of my friends are working, are still working, <laughs> but I enjoy what I do. Um, I do it with integrity and trust. I um, like to think that I, I'm, a, I'm a game changer. I look at how you can save money. I've, I've run a business, like I said, for 30 years. So I've hired people. I've um, created processes in order to save money. And I think that government needs to have people like myself. I'm not rich, not, not by any means, um, but people like me who are innovative and who want to be a part of the solution. And so that's what I say to people when they say, oh, you're in a, you know, a real interesting place. Well, when I was in the recorder deeds office, I did, I, people wondered, why did I want to go there? Why well, I've been a realtor for a really long time and going to the recorder deeds office, I learned a lot. But when I found out that homes were being stolen on paper, they call it paper terrorism. And we set up a process where we could go after this stuff. We're doing the same thing in the clerk's office. Um, you know, looking for innovations, looking how can we save, I'm a taxpayer too, so how can we save money for the taxpayer? How can we, you know, uh, use systems and, and workflows to, to, to make sense out of nonsense? So while I know you can't run government like a business, because you don't have to make a profit, but it can be done better. Let me turn a little bit more to the political side, because uh, now I'm wanting you to put your uh, Democratic Party hat on. How concerned are you about turnout? 
because you know turnout is going to be the key to this election and you, how do you get out the vote on the democratic side when maybe there's not as much excitement as there might have been in 2008 or 20 uh, 2012 and 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 when people are not sure they want to even get out of the house well, my message to the people who don't want to get out of the house is to um, go to my website and sign up and, <laughs> you know, vote by mail. That's what, what, what I'm saying. But I, I, you know what, as much as um, there are people who are afraid uh, and that are going through some horrible challenges these days because of Corona, but they want to vote. Now, that's something they do want to do. Um, what's coming out of Washington right now is that the president knew that this was um, this virus was bad, and he did not tell the truth to the American people. That ought to be impetus enough for people to say, you know what, I think we need a change at the top. Um, we need to be to at least be able to trust the person that's, you know, in, in, in the White House. We, we should be able to trust that person. So I'm not hearing from, uh, what I'm hearing from people is, Karen, how can I get involved? And I'm telling them that there are many ways you can get involved. We have phone banks. We have, um, people may not be out knocking on doors as much because who's gonna open their door to a stranger unless they have a mask on? So, People uh, that I'm talking to and people that are reaching out to me, they want to know how can they be a part of the solution. Um, do you worry that the kind of uh, violence that uh, and, 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 you know, demonstrations that turn into more and are spurred into turning into more, um, that that's going to bring other people out who are afraid because some of the campaigns now are are focusing on it not being safe and law and order well you know on election day not so much for um for us as much as it would be during a primary during a primary election you have you know your your forces in my in the area that I represent as a committeeman, it's primarily uh, Democratic. So um, we won't have a lot of that. But during the primary, we do, you know, because we fight during the primary, then we come back together and then we support, uh, you know, whatever slate. And, and I was thinking about the overall, not just on election day, but people are, you know, are afraid in general, and that may drive them one way or the other. Well, I've not heard that I, I know what I'm seeing the you know the unrest and I think a lot of it had does have to do with this this virus people are concerned for their families they're concerned for themselves um, but I see more and more people are taking precautions now you know this what's going on with the schools that's problematic um, Parents are wondering how on earth are they supposed to, if they have a job, go to work and their kids are at home, supposed to be on a computer doing something. Now, to me, that is, wow, I, I, I'm, I'm glad my kids are grown. I don't know what I would do. Um, it's not that I couldn't teach them, but I'm wondering how are parents faring as it relates to this and they have to go to work. 
And sometimes you just want to be away from your kids. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I I probably shouldn't publicly uh, admit to that, but, uh, but yeah, sometimes you do. Um, (laughs) But so last thing, because we've only got about a minute left. What should voters be doing now? Educating, I mean, I'm assuming educating themselves, but what should they be doing right now? Right now, they should be educating themselves on who they plan to vote for for Election Day. The other thing they should do is if they have children who are juniors or seniors in high school and you want to get rid of them for the day, send them to me, okay? We'll put them to work. They're going to bring home a paycheck, and, and we're going to put them to work. They're going to learn some, some, some new skills, and they're going to learn how to vote. And, and most of the kids, in fact, all of the ones that I've met over my course of doing this work, love the process. They, 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 it engages them to be able to plug in to something that's so very important. The other thing is, please, you know, fill out the application, send it into our office. When you get your ballot, do your research. If you can't get to, um, if you know, to a, a, a poll, well, if, if you want to vote, you say, well, I'm going to hold on to this. I'm going to hold on to this, this ballot, and, and I think I'll drop it off on election day. Okay, so <laughs> you can do that, but... We want you to vote at least by November 3rd. So you got all these chances. We've got early voting. We've got vote by mail. And you got election day. What else do you need? That is going to be the final word. That is Cook County Clerk Karen Yarbrough. Thank you for spending this time with me. Uh, My pleasure, Craig. To our listeners, if you'd like a copy of this program or to hear it again, please visit our website at wbbmnewsradio.com. I'll be back next week with another edition of At Issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.